Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and yes, we are back in the studio after a two-week podcast hiatus. Um, I dropped a mock draft video last week for the uh, NBA draft, and I figured that it would cover most of the news going around. Um, you know, it's right before NBA free agency. Uh, you know, there's a few good college recruiting signings going on right now. Deshaun Watson allegations going through the play. Um, not a ton of news right now. It's kind of hit that dead zone to where it's like, uh, there's, you know, just upcoming seasons to talk about, but we have a load of content here today, a lot of drama in the NBA world, and we're going to jump right into it. First thing on the agenda, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yes, the dynamic duo in Brooklyn, uh, you know, they have stated, you know, if one or the other leaves, they're leaving. Kyrie Irving has, you know, been a part-time NBA player for now the uh, last year. So uh, he was, you know, thinking about leaving. The Lakers caught his attention. Uh, you know, obviously he'd be making a massive amount of, like, less money than he'd be making in Brooklyn. Uh, my thoughts on Kyrie and Kevin Durant, here, here's, here's the thing. You know, clearly staying is better for one another's legacy, okay? If you have K- star stars in the league like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving jumping from team to team every year, it's going to destroy their legacy. And it's going to say, you know, these guys can't lead a team. Uh, you know, personally, I don't think Kyrie Irving can be a, a number one player on a team and win a championship. That's just me. I think he's a good number. I think he's the best number two in the league. I'll give him that. But Kevin Durant, he's a number one. This is a guy that needs to win a ring. And if he can't do it without jumping from team to team every year, it's going to tarnish his legacy, okay? Leaving teams constantly will only prove they can't build a team and be leaders, okay? That's all it's going to prove here. Money, also, like I stated, is on the table. Kyrie would be losing close to $30 million if he had not picked up his player option here with the Brooklyn Nets and entered free agency. You know, it really seems like building through the draft has become the trend uh, but maintaining stars is also a trend, and it, it, you need to do that in a league, okay? Uh, you know, the Raptors kept a lot of their core when they won the title, besides Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they kept their, the same guys around the whole time. And, you know, maintaining stars such as KD and Kyrie, guys who can score pretty much in any ISO situation, will prove faster what they bring to the table. And stars such as their standard cannot be passed around like that every year. And when you're Kevin Durant, arguably the best scorer in the league, um, you're not a guy that, you know, wants to be team to team every year, like a, you know, a normal free agent fighting for a qualifying offer. Okay. Same with Kyrie. Okay. No, no diss to Kyrie. I'm just saying Kevin Durant's the leader on this team and Kyrie's, you know, the number two. Okay. He's the number two. There's no arguing that. Um, but you know, leaving, I think that it would only tarnish legacies. Yes, it would be fun to watch Kyrie maybe going to the Lakers, Kevin Durant maybe switching it up. It's fun, it's entertaining to talk about, but when legacies are on the table here, the smartest decision for both of those guys is to stay in Brooklyn and build. Okay, Building through the draft has become the biggest trend in the league. Look at the Phoenix Suns, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Teams that build through the draft are deep in the playoffs. Look at the Grizzlies. Okay, so those are my thoughts on that situation. Um, you know, it was... Now it's reported that both of them are staying in Brooklyn for the the upcoming season. So uh, that conversation is now over. I really think it shouldn't have been a conversation in the first place. I think that you know leaving would both just destroy uh, you know legacies. What they think. I mean, Kevin Durant himself is the player in the league who cares about his reputation the most. Okay, he's Twitter 
activated constantly. He's all over Twitter. Same with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving cares a lot about what people think about him. And that's no diss. I care about what people say to me. I take it, I don't take constructive criticism very well. But when you're it's I wouldn't call him a diva, but they are divas in a sense when, you know, when they pretty much go on Twitter fighting every comment what they say about him. So this is the only reason I bring up their legacies is because both of them care about their legacies. And if, if they argue that, they're wrong. I've seen how they both pan out on Twitter, okay? They they t- chirp and chat all the way around. So those are my thoughts. Staying in Brooklyn, uh, you need to build, build through the stars and the draft. Boom. Case settled. We'll see what they can do next year in Brooklyn. All right, so free agency just around the corner. Uh, I believe it starts on Thursday, right at midnight, I believe. So the top free agents heading into free agency, obviously, uh, you got James Harden, Bradley Beal, uh, Kyrie, all expected to stay with their respective teams. Um, but there's three guys on this list here who are not decided in the slightest, and they're big names, okay? Number one, Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, I believe he's going to the Knicks, okay? He proved to be the Mavericks' second, pretty much second-best player overall, uh, second-best scorer next to Luka on the Mavericks. He was probably there you know, go-to guy besides Luka in the playoffs. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I believe he's headed to the Knicks, okay? Uh, he's expected now the odds skyrocketed just about, you know, as we speak five minutes ago. Uh, he, he's a two, looking at this two-guard combo with Emmanuel quickly, it, and him set up with a good young core in New York with the last piece being Brunson. I think it pans out great for both sides. They're ready to offer him, you know, huge amounts of money, uh, close to $100 million probably. Um, a two-guard combo with him and Emmanuel quickly could be deadly in the next few years, you know, uh, especially if they develop with one another. Julius Randle, too, that whole young core in New York, R.J. Barrett, those guys are, you know, they're rising stars. And if they add Brunson to the mix, they could have, um, you know, a great backcourt, and they're working on their front court. It's still rebuilding. Uh, the Knicks also played it very well in the NBA draft. I'll get into that a little later. So I think the Knicks, what they're doing right now is genius, and I think Jalen Brunson adding that to the mix will help them out a lot. Next on the list, DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, there's been rumors, Pistons uh, all over him, but they just drafted the center in the draft. We'll get into that later as well. I believe Ayton's re-signing with the Suns here. Ayton's success is largely in part due to, you know, the Phoenix offensive scheme and Monty Williams, I believe, and coaching. You know, the top favorite, the Pistons, have drafted Jalen Dern as their franchise center, and I think they'd have zero interest in him now, okay? Phoenix is Ayton's best choice here. Uh, he puts up great numbers there. He works great with Chris Paul. Devin Booker being the number one scoring option. Ayton's a g- great cleanup guy. He keeps his field goal percentage high. And, you know, maybe later on in the future, uh, you know, when he's around 25, 26, in that age range, then maybe you could explore being a number one guy elsewhere. But right now, I believe Phoenix is the option, okay? He just got drafted in 2018. It's already been four years. Yes, crazy. But Ayton's got, you know, a whole decade and a half up in front of him. So uh, I think re-signing here with Phoenix, maybe on a three- or four-year deal here would be his best option. Uh, Phoenix... Obviously, one of the best teams in the NBA. Regular season-wise, they're great. We haven't seen anything come out of the playoffs, though, uh, like a championship. But they made the finals two years ago. Aiton was a huge success in that. And in the playoffs, you know, they had their issues. But uh, I think Aiton staying with the Suns, best option here. Uh, Miles Bridges, last one here. 
Speaking of Detroit, I think he's headed to Detroit, okay? They're building a young core over there at supersonic speed, picking up three instant starters over the last two drafts, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Dern. All those guys are instant starters, in my opinion, okay? And, and missing maybe one more piece being Bridges, okay? They have the money. They can sign him to a max contract. Uh, they have, you know, good weapons coming off the bench, too. Uh, good starters like Sadiq Bey. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, you know, the guys like that, Miles Bridges could be a huge piece in that. And they have the money for him. They have a ton of money. Uh, I think it's ultimate. Yeah, I think he's headed to Detroit with ease. Okay, this one's easy for me. Hornets picked up another forward in the draft, you know, believing that Miles Bridges is leaving. So there's that. Those are my three top free agents heading in the free agency and where they're headed. Okay, guys like, you know, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, I think they're all sticking with their teams right now. But these guys are the question marks setting in the free agency, and those are the, those where I think they're going. Okay, um, so let's flip to the gridiron here. You know, it's not even NFL I'm talking about. It's not barely even college. We're talking about Arch Manning, okay? The highest-rated recruit ever, the nephew of Eli and Peyton Manning. What does going to Texas mean for him? Well, I'll tell you. It's pretty simple, actually. He wants to have his own legacy, okay? You know, with his last name being Manning, I think— you know, I personally, I'd want to get away from anything, you know, connecting me with my uncles who were very good quarterbacks in the NFL, okay? I, you know, with the last name Manning, it's argued that would he be the number one recruit? Uh, it's hard to say, but there's been, re you know, reports of how good this guy is. He's 6'4", 220. Uh, he's agile, unlike his brothers who run at a top speed of three miles an hour. So he's different than Mo the Manning brothers in that respect, that he's a mobile quarterback. Uh, he's a gym rat. He, he plays basketball. He can dunk. He has the athleticism. Uh, he's very conserved. He has his Instagram private, although being the number one recruit in the 2023 draft, you know, or the 2023, 2023 class of high schoolers heading into college. So, highest recruit ever. We'll see if it pans out for Arch Manning here. Uh, you know, with the last name Manning, would he be the highest recruit ever? Comment down below. What do you guys think? Uh, you, you know, uh, with the talent that he has, you know, reports are saying even with without the last name Manning that he'd be the number one recruit uh, in the class. But highest recruit ever? We'll see. In the finale of the show here, Winners and losers of the NBA draft, all right? The NBA draft was very entertaining. Lots of trades, lots of good talent going, you know, to bad teams. So we're going to jump into this. The winners, I'm going to start out with, uh, we're going to go, you know, this. I think it's this team and then a huge gap and then the next teams uh, for the winners at least. Uh, number one winner, Detroit Pistons, absolutely. Uh, they turned Jeremy Grant into a 2025 first-round pick, and then they proceeded to turn that into Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran without losing any future picks. So D Detroit getting younger and younger every day, drafting very obviously talented guys. I'm very high on Jalen Duran. He reminds me actually a lot of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he was an athletic freak at Memphis. So And Jaden Ivey himself is just an all-around scorer, uh, great NBA talent. So the Pistons turning a lot... Uh, you know, turning Jeremy Grant, basically a guy who's peaked in talent, in my opinion, into two, you know, possibly future superstars in the league. So Pistons, they're my number one winner. My number two winner is a is an arguable one. Okay, uh, a lot of a lot of analysts have said this is a loss for their draft. You know, but I personally think they played it out geniusly. Uh, the New York Knicks. Okay, while the Knicks picked absolutely no one in this draft uh, besides Trevor Keels, who was also very good at Duke. I'm surprised he sticked around in the second half. 
or the second round of it. Via trades, they obtained four future first-round picks. I don't think people understand how much capital that is. Uh, you know, when you trade four first-round picks for a player, they're going to be a superstar. So the Knicks are building up picks here. That's quite a haul without giving up absolutely anybody besides, you know, the guy they picked at the 11th spot, uh, the French guy. So Knicks here played it geniusly. They turned one pick basically into four first-round picks. Um, you know, I don't think picking anybody here is detrimental to their development while they have all the young players that they have and probably going to acquire Jalen Brunson as well. So when I look at the Knicks here, I see them, you know, building up, maybe possibly trading for Donovan Mitchell with those picks or, you know, just building through the future, kind of like the Thunder doing, you know, acquiring close to 30 picks in the next, you know, five years. So uh, speaking of the Thunder, that's my last winner of the draft, okay? The Thunder drafted four players in the first round. For the Thunder, one of them ought to be a star. Maybe Chet Holmgren, maybe one of the other three guys, uh, Jang. They they drafted two guys named Jalen Williams. Maybe one of the Jalens turned out to be a superstar. Uh, they drafted carefully and put pieces in the perfect spots for, you know, stars like Josh Giddey and Shea Gilgis Alexander. So they didn't draft, you know, guards in any respect they drafted you know kind of point forward style players guys who are taller like six in that 610 range but can still move very agile it's becoming a trend to see those 610 you know seven foot guards um and chet holmgren who's who in my opinion chet holmgren's going to be a defensive superstar in this league okay offensive is questionable but with his length and his you know agility at seven three he's going to be probably the best shot blocker in the league come three years or four years time okay I'm just going to put that out right here. Come back to this video in three years when I'm married, maybe. Um, so, yeah, those are my winners for the draft. I got three losers here. Let's get negative. Uh, Sacramento Kings, okay. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is not a bad pick. The guy from Iowa, uh, probably the best player in college basketball stats-wise last year. Not a bad pick at all. But with Jaden Ivey sitting there at number four, I know for a damn fact that teams were knocking on their door. Teams were knocking on the door for probably – looking to trade a haul to the Sacramento Kings, okay? Uh, and the Pistons luckily got him at number five. So numerous teams had to be knocking on the Kings' door, and they could have gotten a haul for that fourth pick, okay? And they probably could have picked up Keegan Murray as well, depending on where they traded with. So I think they could have turned, you know, the fourth pick instead of just Keegan Murray, maybe a couple more first-round picks and Keegan Murray. De depends on who was knocking on the door. But you can't tell me they weren't. Jaden Ivey is a future NBA star, and I know teams had to be at the Kings, you know, doorstep looking for a trade. Uh, number two, Magic, the number one overall selection. They picked Paolo Bancaro. Personally, I do not agree with him at number one, okay? No no diss to Paolo. I think he's a great player, but he has great, he's shown great scoring ability, but the ceiling for Holmgren and Jabari Smith is absolutely sky high. I think they have a higher ceiling than Paolo Bancaro. Holmgren also would have had a great connection with former teammate Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga, okay? Uh, you know, Paolo, about 6'7", small forward, great scorer. When I see Jabari Smith, 6'10", power forward, uh, shoot from anywhere, can score from anywhere. Uh, Chet Holmgren, 7'3", same deal, can score from anywhere. Maybe a little slower, but uh, number one pick-wise, I've seen better than Bancaro. I'm not going to lie. And my last loser of the draft, my very own Chicago Bulls. Okay, I'm going to say it. My Bulls took a safety pick here. They took Dalen Terry in case Levine left. Okay, while Terry is a good player, 
The Chicago Bulls need front court help defensively and on the boards. Vucevic cannot grab a rebound or play defense, you know, in the playoffs. Okay, the Bulls are a playoffs team. They're they're not light at all, but we needed, you know, a big a front court guy. And I feel like with Dale and Terry, he's a facilitator. If you watch his highlights at Arizona, he's a facilitating defensive guard. What do the Bulls have? Lonzo Ball, one of the best in the business at that. So I don't think it was a wasted pick. I think Dale and Terry is going to be pretty decent for the Bulls, but they're still going to struggle in the front court uh, with just Vucevic and Pat- Patrick Williams. You know, Patrick Williams isn't overall a front court player either. So just sticking Vucevic down there, I don't think it's going to be um, a fun time under the rim for the Bulls next season. Those are my winners and losers from the NBA draft, and that is the finale. Thank you, everybody, for tuning back into Drake's Corner. Um, I got a new channel graphic. Go check out the new banner if you click on my channel. Um, and I also got a new uh, channel URL, Drake's Corner TV, trademarked by yours truly. Anywho, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I think, are we almost at episode 40? I'll have to see. Anywho. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Have a good rest of your night. Peace.